Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. And that! This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. All right, getting after it and making it happen here at five past seven o'clock on a beautiful, absolutely pitch perfect kind of Thursday morning, especially for what? The early part of December. Are you kidding me? Staring at a gorgeous sunrise here over the Ozarks in Fayetteville, Northwest Arkansas, baby. Most beautiful place to live in the world. And we're right here talking sports with you on the digital radio each and every morning. What a thing. What a show. What a crew you are to hang out with each and every day. We give each other a hard time around here. Yes, we do. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like a family, right? A little bit of back and forth, a little bit of dysfunction. Figure it out. It's all going to be okay. It will all work out at the end of the day if you're in it for the same reasons. Doing it for you, the people, here on a Thursday, 7th of December. 2023, the 82nd anniversary of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. That that gives you an idea of how far on the chronological calendar side of things we have come here. But 82 years on. Hope your uh, first week of this month has gone well. Holiday vibes certainly in the air. More and more folks with the happy holidays as you go to and fro. Seeing a lot of lights up. I don't know if you're a Christmas lights kind of person or family. We most definitely are. And that's, I mean, I, I got to give props where they're due. That is Miss Megan leading that charge, leading that push much more than me. But it's a good time of year to try to be a little bit nicer to folks you see, folks you know, and even people you don't know. Because even though this thrill ride of a thing we call life here is pretty incredible it's it's awfully difficult too and we're all dealing with different things so favorite thing about december and about the holidays in general is everybody's just a little nicer a little kinder and uh let's do it let's continue to push our way through the end of this calendar year 2023 giving itself away fast 2024 looming a lot of talk about basketball here as we cross paths with the bowl season and slide it more and more into basketball. You have plenty to discuss, certainly on both of those fronts. I think you start today with a keeper. You know, if we're going to begin the show yesterday with some convo about Rocket Sanders and him moving on to wherever he's going to go in the college ranks, I think you also need to focus on 
the guys you get back. And yesterday you got two of them back. It wasn't just Landon Jackson, the, the big six, seven, 280 pound defensive end who had six and a half sacks this past year and was absolutely Arkansas's best defensive lineman. You need to go and get guys too, but some keepers are necessary and getting Jackson back with his ability to get the long arms in the air and disrupt passing lanes, get to the quarterback, snuff out the run game too. I think you can underestimate how enormous it is to have Jackson back. Now, at the same time, you're going to need to go and get more. Just like on offense, yesterday you found out Isaiah Augustov. What a cool last name, too. What a great name in general. Just Isaiah Augustov. Might be a little difficult to say the first couple times, but that's just, that's mellifluous. That just sounds nice when you say it out loud. Zay announcing yesterday he's coming back. I thought at the end of the year when the train wreck was prevalent, obvious to anyone who was paying attention with half a brain that this football team had tanked, you didn't have many guys who were still going, who were still using the motor, still in attack mode. Two of the guys I saw who kept bringing it, regardless of the circumstances, were Landon Jackson and Zay Augustov, and both of them yesterday announcing they're coming back. It was a good day. That was a positive day for Razorback football. Transfer portal swinging open on Monday. So we're just a few days into it. I think if you're a Hog fan, you weren't surprised about KJ Jefferson's defection. Probably not too surprised about Pooh Paul either. Rocket Sanders a couple nights back was a stunner. Moving over Rockets production going from what, 600 yards to 1,500 yards to what, 200 yards barely? I mean, off a cliff this past year. Remember to add the Florida game in JB. That would be a good move when you're doing your math. It's the reason I'm no mathematician. Though I think, you know, sometimes I do a little better on the adding and subtracting I do than the multiplying and dividing. But that's me. You know, we've all got issues. So good day for football. Our question of the day is up for you. As we are watching seven, eight minutes into the program here, what position group, if you had to pick one, uh, just to emphasize the need area for Arkansas Razorback football right now, what position group do you think is the biggest need? And we'll pull a couple out from offense and defense and put them on the board. I think the wideouts this past year were generally not impressive. So I think you have Armstrong for another year, don't you? That's good. But uh, you could argue you need one or two wideouts. Offensive line, you could argue you need five or six of them. Defensive line, you could argue you need you know three or four of them. Linebackers, I think you argue you could use two or three of them. Like all four of those groups, all of the above. But if you could only pick one, because you know I bristle when you go all of the above, if you only pick one group, what do you think is the biggest need group for Arkansas Razorback football in this transfer portal season of ours? It's wide open. Come and go. Players here gone goodbye in the blink of an eye. Bobby Petrino in as the OC, trying to make some inroads. We'll see how this thing plays out. You, you certainly got a short-term buzz infusion for Razorback football, but I don't know if you know about the long-term potential answers here. This feels a lot like Texas A&M a year ago when they brought Bobby P in to try to save a, uh, a dying coaching regime, and the head coach didn't even make it through the season. But enough of that for today.
Let's move it on to basketball here in the opening monologue. Hog Hoops yesterday revealing, and we'll hear from us later if we find a little time. Big Papa Brian Small going to join us, wrap up our season picks talk with him coming up at 740. And we'll talk with the MOD Jermaine Petty shortly after 8 o'clock about Landon Jackson's return to the team and how important that is a piece for them to get back on the defensive line. But basketball yesterday, you'll find out that TB, too, Trevin Brazil is dealing with a severe sprain of his ankle. You saw him tweak it late in the ball game on Monday night against Furman. I didn't think it was as bad, you know, as it looked. That's almost a year exactly to the day when he tore his ACL again, kind of in an innocuous game against a, a team that nobody cared about on a play that was seemingly, like I said, just nothing. And now TB is not going to play against Oklahoma in two days. Apparently has not practiced at all this week. So already tells you he's not going to play. Because any coach worth half his bacon is going to have a baseline standard of you have to be at practice if you want to play in the games. It's just the way that goes. And um, if you're not healthy enough to participate in practice, then it's just a no-brainer. And look, that's why you recruit depth in the first place as you figure over a long season, you're going to have plenty of moments, plenty of spots when you need to utilize different pieces on your roster. This is, again, one of those spots for Arkansas. You saw him step up without Traymond Mark and win the game against Duke. Now you get to go to Tulsa in two days and play a really important basketball game that I think you you need to have against OU, who has not lost yet this year. And I think you're going to need to win this game without Trevon Brazil in the, in the mix. So that's going to be tough. But Musk yesterday revealing unable to put much weight on it. He's been in the pool doing some walking drills. This sounds bad. This sounds long-term to me. And that's fine, because if you're going to get hurt long-term, do it now. Not not end the year hurt, not ACL injury type hurt. But if you're going to have a sprain, have a, a, you know, a nagging kind of injury thing, work on it now. You can get through these games, most of them, without your full complement of players, but you're going to want them all out there as things get thick, as the season unfolds and we get deeper into uh, next year, January, February. And then, of course, in March, that's when you, when you want to be peaking. So, uh, Trevon Brazil, ankle sprain at the end of the Furman game was worse than I thought. This tells you again why I'm not a doctor. One of the many reasons why the whole math thing factors into that, too. And you never know how bad it might be. So, hopefully not worse than that. Doesn't sound like he tore anything, but a severe sprained ankle. You're talking about a lot of swelling. You're talking about a week or two of of uh, physical therapy and rest at R&R. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. He's not playing in this game. I don't know if we see Brazil yet until conference play now. So I could be wrong. Maybe TB suits up and goes out there and plays and scores 25, but I kind of doubt it. Uh, he is the third leading scorer on the team, averaging over 11 points a game, looking at some numbers earlier today. Leading rebounder, just under eight per game. Obviously, a tremendous shot blocker, about three per game. And he's got the highest draft stock right now, the highest grade of anybody on this Arkansas Razorback basketball team, though it's debatable whether he's a lottery pick or just a first-round pick. I haven't quite seen Brazil take his game to the next level. But the upside there is ridiculous. 
I mean, his freakish athleticism and hops are, uh, they're one in, uh, you know, more than a million. They're one in 20 million, feels like. So Arkansas and Oklahoma in Tulsa at the BOK Center, awesome arena. That's only like, what, 10, 12 years old? But that's coming up around the corner on Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock. Hogs likely without Trevon Brazil, one of their three best players. I think you'll look at Arkansas as like a, a three-headed monster with Brazil, Mark, and Battle being kind of interchangeable as your best offensive pieces. And looks like the Hogs are going to have to win another one without one of those pieces. Did it against Duke at home? Can you go do it in a neutral place? That'll probably be 75%. Arkansas Razorback fans haven't been to that game the last two years. That's really what it was like. Maybe 80-20, truthfully, which was kind of surprising. But um, that's what I would expect again. Hog fans going to make the trip to Tulsa and be loud and proud for their team. And let's uh, let's see if the Hogs can't get themselves another important non-conference. When it all comes back to help you later in the year, by the time you get into the brackets and the matchups and, and seating and all the rest of it, you're going to miss Brazil. You're going to need some physicality elsewhere on the roster. And this presents opportunities for other guys in the front court. I'd like to see Bay fall a little bit more. Every time he's been out there, it's looked good so far. So Bay fall, Jalen Graham, Makai Mitchell, who's played much better of late. If you're in the rotation in the mix right now for Eric Musselman, you're trying to earn minutes. This would be a great game to step up and play well without Brazil in the mix. All right, we are uh, 15 minutes in. And rocking and rolling and making it happen for you, the people. It's the real NWAJB. We're going to have a special edition People's Post Game Show after this Saturday game, just like we did with the Purdue game. So coming up, what, 5, 5.15, right after this game wraps up, you give us, what, 10, 15 minutes to post up, and we'll make it happen for you as we break down Arkansas and Oklahoma, the final meeting of three in the Crimson and Cardinal Classic. And don't get that confused with Crimson and Clover, even though that is a very underrated old school rock song. Uh, the Crimson and Cardinal Classic is what they call it. So there you go. Josh Bertaccini with the in-studio. Team B Media, Bunker Studio. Quick break. Right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you gotta go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave, proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. 
When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewski's on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewski's has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewski's Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. We are having some fun with it. Part of the fun of doing this thing is that we do it live, right? Up on the high wire, the flying trapeze. It's tough. It's tough when the masses heckle you sometimes. But you know what? You got to be able to deal with it. You know, to like it, but you have to be able to accept it. And uh, sometimes when you got some kinks, I'm not hearing any any kink talk today. The kinks would have been. I'm not hearing any kink talk today. No Ray Davies really going on out there. I mean, when things don't sound right, you need to speak up and make yourself known. And we continue to uh, try to fine-tune the edges here. It's a work in progress. Should be right at 100 of these shows and between the morning show and the post-game show before the calendar is out here. we got a couple weeks left. We're going to push towards Christmas break and then obviously shut this thing down for a week there at the end of the year as we get into it in, uh, in Christmas time. And I think part of the reason why you want to shut that down is because you feel like, you know what, as we move forward, we're into a a part of the year when you need to just be on top of it and have a little time with the family and the friends and be able to embrace the fact that the year does not go on forever. My favorite thing about December is that it's the end. Is that okay? That I'm excited about the end. You don't want to go on forever. Same as anything, change is good. I told you at the start of this show, change can be really, really good. It can be scary too. There's no question about it. But it's also really good if you do it healthy in the right way. So I appreciate every last one of y'all for finding us. Um, keep spreading the word. We're going to keep doing it too. Special edition People's Post Game Show, 5 o'clock ETA, Saturday night. We'll do it from the Bunker Studio as we make that happen. and. Uh, Away we go with it. And then three weeks away from our official start of Saturday, people's post-game shows for basketball and conference play. We'll do it uh, first week of January, and then every week till the end of the season, 12, 13, 14 weeks, whatever it takes. Hopefully they're playing into April, right? 
And if you're here with us live, you get to see behind the curtain a little bit. That's the way I look at it. So if you hear a little kink action here or there, let us know. I don't hear any of that in the podcast mix. I do not hear that. All right. What do we have going on out there in the sports universe that I want to work into the mix here? Question of the day today. Let's do that again. Reset button on that. What do you think? What is the biggest thing that needs to be brought in here in the transfer portal? How about Sid writing in and saying a head coach? That is a funny answer. Um, if it's a cheap shot, it's obviously a pokey kind of comment there, but I wouldn't say he's necessarily completely wrong. Back to the actual question at hand. What's the biggest position of need for Arkansas Razorback football in the transfer portal that opened up here in the last couple of days? What do you think Arkansas is working on the most? I'm expecting offensive line to be the dominant answer. And looking at the first hundred or so votes here coming through on the Twitter machine, offensive line getting a lot of them, 80% of the early vote. Linebackers getting 18% of the vote. You do need to find some LBs. Defensive line getting only 3% of the vote. Okay. And wideouts haven't gotten a vote yet. So if you want to throw them some love, it's up there on the social media for you. On the peripherals, right? At the real NWA JB. Uh, Landon Jackson back. Isaiah Augusta back. Trevin Brazil likely out for Oklahoma. Eric Musman revealing the ankle has limited his ability to walk, let alone practice right now. Man, Brazil's a little bit fragile, isn't he? A little bit fragile. You worry about that physicality of his frame. Can he withstand, you know, the pounding, the rigors of the next level? That's going to be a concern for him as he tries to lift his, uh, his stock going into the pros next year. Hopefully you get him back soon, but can you beat Oklahoma at 3 o'clock on Saturday without him? We're about to find out. Elsewhere, sports world, big trade in baseball last night. Seven-player deal between the Yanks and the Padres. Clearly something did not click between New York Yankees management and Juan Soto and his people because uh, I say New York Yankees, the Yankees wanted him. Should have said San Diego Padres management and Juan Soto's people. I thought that was a long-term fit. I thought when the Padres got him from Washington and inked him up to that long-term deal there, what, the $300 million contract? He's a tremendous hitter, too. I don't know if he's an all-around great player, but he's a tremendous hitter and just a natural. I mean, he was the spark plug that really helped Washington win the championship. He did that when he was a rookie at, like, 19. So this guy is historically great in terms of the bat, but you didn't feel in San Diego like his presence was really felt. And obviously that clubhouse unraveled last year. So they must have felt like it was better to just, you know, pick some pieces and start over. Obviously, Manny Machado. Manny Machado is a tremendous third baseman and the anchor of that team. And you already got him re-upped long term. So I think Manny's the guy there. And I think for whatever reason, it didn't work out with Soto. So the Yankees, desperate for something good, willing to make the monster trade and shell out the big time money. Pick up the contract. It's it's basically like a free agent edition. They also get Trent Grisham, who's a good all-around player from the Padres for a bunch of prospects. And away we go with it. First big-time deal of the winter meetings goes down. And you got some other moves going down. The Diamondbacks signing Eduardo Rodriguez, four years, $80 million. Outstanding left-hander who was hurt a little bit last year, but has really found himself. 
as a uh, kind of spot guy with a pl- placement there. It's a good pickup for Arizona, who got to the World Series last year. Caitlin Clark, 3,000 points for the superstar for Iowa. 15th player in Div 1 women's basketball to reach that milestone. And uh, she's the first player in D1 women's or men's to record at least 3,000 points, 750 rebounds, and 750 assists in her career. That's incredible. What a basketball player she is. Props there. And last night, you had some action, obviously, in the college and the pro ranks. Best basketball game in the college ranks was probably Texas and Marquette, although it didn't play out like that, but the matchup was great going in. Marquette steamrolls Texas in an 8-12 matchup, 86-65. to Number three, Houston doubled up Rice, 75-39. Rice has a basketball team. Clemson beat South Carolina, 72-67. Clemson ranked in basketball at 24. Texas A&M crushes DePaul, 89-64. DePaul is the St. John's of Chicago. Right. Private uh, religious affiliated school that is in an urban metro known for ba- being a basketball mecca. And yet the college program is is garbage. That's what DePaul is. They are the St. John's of Chicago. That's true. That's college last night. NBA. Ton of games across the uh, across the boards. Too many to pick. And you got a lot of uh, hogs in the pros now, which is nice. How about the Mavs putting a buck 47 on the Jazz? Some of these point totals are ridiculous. Utah gave up 147 points, so you didn't contest any threes if you're the Jazz last night. This season is so long. Luka Doncic had a triple-double in the first half. 40 points, 11 assists, 10 boards. Mostly did not play in the second half because why? And the Mavericks are 12-8. and eight. Hanging in there. Not terrible. Not great. Kyrie had 26 last night. Can't stand him. And uh, that's what you got going on there. Magic lose by 10 to the Cavs. AB continues to start for them. Um, what else? Thunder lose to the Rockets by nine. That was surprising. Rockets are better, though, at nine and nine. Thunder fall to 13 and seven. Your boy Jalen Williams, 0 for 4 from the floor. Two points in 12 minutes. Isaiah Joe, just three points in 14 minutes. And that's what you got going on there tonight. NFL. It's a Thursday night contest. Not a great game by any stretch of the imagination. But on Amazon Prime, throw on the app if you're interested. Patriots and Steelers, I'm not interested. Patriots are 2-10. and 10, Steelers 7-5. and five. Pittsburgh a six-point favorite at home. Kenny Pickett hurt. I don't even know who the heck the Steelers are starting now. They're painful to watch. Patriots are awful. And, uh, man, just do yourself a favor and don't do that. Chiefs this weekend home for the Bills, 3.30 CBS. Should be a really fun game. Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes getting together. You know, that's going to be exciting. Eagles and Cowboys Sunday night on NBC, 7.15. That game is in Dallas. Chiefs a one-and-a-half point favorite against the Bills in KC. And Dallas a three-and-a-half point favorite against the Eagles in Big D. And that's what you got. And that's what we're working with on the real NWAJB on a Thursday, December the 7th, 2023. Appreciate every last one of you for being here. We'll take ourselves our second time out of the morning. When we come back, some conversation with Big Papa, Brian Small, about the Arkansas Razorback moves. We'll get into the transfer portal talk a little bit. Our QOD, what's the position group of the biggest need right now? 
for Razorback football. That's in the mix. Jermaine Petty in half an hour. And streaming it live for 90 minutes, your sports talk show of choice here in digital radio lane. It's the real NWAJB. Right back. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey, Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, pig suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. Let me criticize TV2 for a second here, and then you can play defense attorney, Brian, because obviously you're more of the homer when it comes to the Hawks than I am. You're from here. You're a Pine Bluff boy. I mean, you're as Arkansas as it gets, right? You're from the thick of the thick here. Um, I don't know if folks knew that, but yeah, Big Papa hails from uh, from down south. You don't have much of an accent, though, really, Brian. I've never thought that about you. You have much of an accent. But yes, back to it here. I think, Trevon, you already said it, a little bit soft, can't stay on the court. His head doesn't always seem like it's there. When it's there, when he's focused, like against Duke, man, what a player. But down in the Bahamas, when he's kicking people and walking on heads, and sometimes he's like literally a walking flagrant foul. You know what I mean? So 
There's some there, there's some stuff there. There's some concerns about Brazil that have emerged now that he's going to have to answer the rest of the year. And I'll say it right now, Brian, he's not your best player. He's on offense. He's not even your second best player. I mean, I want the ball in in Mark's or Battle's hands before I want him in TB's hands right now. Don't you? Let's unless he's going up for a dunk. Where and I don't want anybody else. Where I mean, I would take Brazil over like half the guys in the NBA right now. I mean, his his leaping ability is is so rare, so rare. But you know, there's everything else too that goes into being a, a high level basketball player. It ain't easy. Um, what do we think of this team right now, Brian? Are they more the team that beat two top ten teams, Purdue and Duke, in the in the first month of the year? Or are they more the team that lost to Greensboro, almost lost to ODU? Probably should have lost that game too, and then went one and two in the Bahamas. Which one is more a true representation of this year's hoops team? I think the truest representation is they play to their opponents, which isn't a great thing. Elaborate, please. Elaborate, please, Mister Small. So if they're if they're playing a top ten team, they get up, they come in, they play their best passes. They play a mid major, they go in and they don't give their best effort, or they until they're down. Mm-hmm. And that's, okay, we got to go. Isn't this kind of something that Must does? I mean, I I know he doesn't ever tank it, and he would he would literally probably try to strangle me if you heard me say that. So nobody tell him I said that. But I feel like early in seasons. I'm say he tank. I'm looking for a word here, Brian. How can I say this without putting myself in jeopardy physically? Um, I think he, he looks at options. No, you're trying for me here. That was more lawyery. He he's open to different results. Like he'll put teams in spots where they have to find ways to win the game. And oftentimes, teams, especially teams that are trying to figure it out early in the season, they lose those games. It's like Mus is not afraid of taking an early season L or two to make a bigger point. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, and I'm not saying that he intentionally loses games. I still haven't said this right, and it's going to bother me now. It, it's, and I'm not saying he tanks it or he takes preparation off because we know he prepares as much as anybody. But I think he almost wants to see how his team responds to certain situations, and the only way to achieve that is sometimes as a coach, you got to put them out there in some spots where they might fail. You know what I'm saying? It's called coaching, really. At the end of the day, it's called coaching. Yeah, it's, a, it's like lose the lose that game early so you can win it in March. Yeah, yeah, lose the battle now so you can win the war later. You get what I'm saying? We speak the same language. The uh, the Jersey kids and the and the Arkansas boys. It's there's something similar there, right? There's something similar there. Mm-hmm. You're like I don't know about that, but okay. You're the only Jersey kid I know, so I mean I'll, I'll take it. Well, I obviously know a lot more Arkansans than you know Jersey boys. I would think. I think you can. I think I think you could make it in Jersey. You're feisty. I learned that the other day when we were texting. How you uh, you don't want to you don't want to be too jokey pushy. I'm talking about winning bets and breaking legs. And Brian's like, seriously, bro, I will mess you up. I'm like, whoa! I don't want to engage. I'm joking here. You're like, that's a, that's a right. Watch it, kid. Don't do it again. You're very Jersey. You're a little bit of a gangster, Brian. You're a little bit of a gangster. Yeah, so don't elaborate. Don't you just you know we're not going to put yourself in criminal jeopardy by admitting to certain things, right? Sure, sure. Uh, favorite Christmas song before I let you go, man. I like uh, two. I like White Christmas, classic, and I like Mary. Did you know? Oh, that's a great pick by you right there. 
Who sings that one again? Yeah, Mary, sick. did you know? Which version are we talking here? Man, you know me. I'm not the biggest music guy. Okay, that's fine. That was a cool pick, though. No, I know the song. That, that's a rarity you picked there. I got one that I've been waiting on all day, really, yesterday, too, to bring back up. I whiffed on it yesterday, Brian. What about the Christmas song by Nat King Cole? Like, to me, there's not a more Christmassy song than that, you know? I'm going to have to look that one up. Oh, you know it. Know Everybody it. knows it. The title is weird, but it's the... I'm going to do I'm going to do an awful version here. Ready? The chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, yeah. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. That one, right? Maybe yeah, that's that, good. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. But Nat King Cole singing that is Christmas. How about them apples? That is Christmas. That's what that is. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think anybody knows that it's called the Christmas song. Like, I didn't know that till I looked it up yesterday, and I've heard that song a million times. I was like, the Christmas song? I didn't know that. Oh, I, yeah, I had zero idea. I thought it was called Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. That's what I thought that song was called. Oh, buddy. Our research project continues next Thursday. Soon we're going to have to tell people what we're doing because it's starting to sound a little bit creepy, you know, like the allusions yep. to it. Like at some point, we're just going to have to come clean and people will be like, oh, OK, well, that's fine. And that's much more boring than we thought. Exactly. But it's fun for us. So we'll pick that one back yeah. up next week. And yeah, thank you for being a good sport in picks this year. I don't think either one of us did great. Um, but we had to we had to pick some games and just take some lumps, right? And let Chuck make fun of us. Sure. We had to do it. We had to do it. Sure. Hey, congratulations on the win. Okay, you can be done now. Because now you know, I feel like I'm making you say it. So you you can stop now. You've you've said congratulations. That was genuine. That was genuine. You beat me by going right at 500. Just know, so that, folks uh, know, let me pull the curtain up. Let me pull the curtain up on myself a little because I get to be kind of the bully pulpit guy here and do it to everybody else. Part of our text spat the other day was me demanding more of a congratulations from Brian on the air. And so he's a little bit in my face right now with uh, how many times do you want me to say congratulations, jerky? How many, how many times do you need this? All right, fantastic stuff out of y'all today. Good responses coming through. We'll clean some of those up now on the social media at The Real NWAJB. Live, local, sports talk radio, man. It's a heck of a thing. And appreciate every one of you last folks uh, out there finding some time for us. So many of you who do it live here in the mornings will do it live. And then, of course, you have plenty of folks who will not roll like that, right? They're not going to do it live. They're going to catch up on their own time later on, and that's totally okay, too. That is absolutely fine by me. I think if you do it like that, you'll probably come away pretty satisfied. At the end of the day, flexibility, right? DVR it up. It's like DVR on the radio. You're going to listen when you want to listen, and that's cool. Question of the day today, what's the position group of need for Razorback football in the transfer portal. What's the biggest position group of need? Couple hundred votes in here on the X already this morning. Offensive line getting 85% of the vote. Linebackers, 13% of the vote. Defensive line, 2% of the vote. Nobody voting for wideouts. Tim writes in, Tiny Timbo. Love the, the changeover in Twitter handle this time of year. Can't be anything but the O-line. It was as porous as water this year. Yes, it was, Tim. Old man Cassidy. My guy, JG. Everything. Clayton, offensive line, number one, linebackers, number two. Sid Wright's in head coach, which I will not like for fear of the perception that I'm endorsing that. But, I mean, it's funny. Can't say there's not some truth in there. Oh, you know the Kremlin doesn't want to hear that. Facebook.com. 
slash the real NWAJV. We asked you the same question there. John writes in offensive line. It was a huge problem all year. Johnny J, O-line, your QB doesn't matter if you can't keep them off their back. Jack, O-line, it all starts in the trenches, Joshua. Kevin, O-line, linebackers too. You're right, we need some good ones. Danny Lane, all of the above. Happy holidays, please, and thank you. Whalen, O-line, if the line isn't light years better than this year, nothing else will matter. Cody, O-line and D-line, would love to see a guy like Trey Flowers. Wouldn't I right now? My goodness, it's a great name to bring up. Chris, all of it. Chuck, head coach, Bob. And that was my first thought as well. Cody, O-line, O-line and O-line. I think if we can at least get that better, we could try to outscore people. Darren, O-line without a doubt, but really JB, all of it. Chucky, O-line and linebacker. Chris O-line and on and on and on, because I think we know the O-line here has been broken. It's broke, broke. All right. On that note, what did we learn today? I mean, I think we learned that money doesn't mean anything to the Yankees, but we knew that already. They just like spend it like water, just adding Soto's contract to like, whatever, we'll make it back. Good for them. Padres tried to be a big market team for a while. It just didn't last. Right. Um, NFL don't bother tonight. Patriots and Steelers. Give me a break. So you save yourself time on that. Landon Jackson back. Huge keeper for Arkansas. I think having Zay Augusta back as we discussed out the gates this morning. It's a big deal too. And what elsewhere here in the sports world? I'm trying to think basketball. No Brazil means We get to see somebody else step up on Saturday against Oklahoma, an undefeated Sooners team that Arkansas will play in the Crimson and Cardinal and Clover finale. Tommy James and the Shondells, right? There you go, Timbo. Great song. That is, I think I'm going to play that after the show today. Um, Not on the air, of course. You can only play the music that you have paid for and copyright license. That's that's the world we live in. You want to go out on your own, you're going to have to pay for it. This is not uh this is not all free. And even when it's free, it ain't cheap, like the wise philosopher most deaf once said. And on that note, um, we're gonna call this bad boy good. Coming at you bright and early, each and every day. And if you're listening to it later via any number of podcast platforms, good for you. Apple, Spotify, Google, however you make it happen. Thanks for doing it. I hope y'all have an awesome Thursday. And we're gonna reconvene tomorrow. On a Friday. Is it a football Friday? We'll make it one. Gosh dang it, we will. We're going to talk some NFL with Mark Schofield, get some Cowboys and Chiefs talk in. And obviously look forward to Arkansas and Oklahoma as we get a preview of the Sooners on tomorrow's show as well. For the whole Team B media crew from the Bunkus studio, I'm Josh Bertuccini. We'll see you tomorrow morning, folks. Have a great day.